0: Yep. Hello. Talk shit now, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, welcome to HPV. We watch bullshit. I'm Chris. I'm Brad. Hi. And we just got done watching... Battleship. One of my absolute favorite movies of all time. I still can't decide whether I love you or hate you for this experience, but uh, I'm still leaning towards the love. I'm keeping the love going. This movie's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I remember on the drive-in thinking, hmm, I forget, how long is this movie? Is it like an hour and a half? God, I hope it's not two hours. It's two hours (laughs) and 20 minutes of... Nonsense of just finger licking bullshit. <laughs> Visual mayhem, starring Taylor Kitsch. Uh huh. What an excellent name. Uh-huh. Uh Rihanna and as, let. us not forget Liam El- Neeson and Alexander Skarsgard and Alexander Skarsgard as Stonehopper. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes! <laughs> Battleship is the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, If you took out all the dialogue from the movie and just put it together as sound effects and music, I think it would be fantastic. But why would you do that? Because the dialogue is what makes this movie the best. The dialogue is what makes this movie two hours and 20 minutes long. <laughs> it's so horribly bad, predictable, unnecessary, flat. It has no depth. Uh, well, I suppose that also is... Um, version of flat, but it's terrible, dude. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, but it rules. (laughs) (laughs) They get so many things wrong, it's incredible. Well, uh, you... I think, identified the most glaringly horrible issue, which is uh, the lizards hate sunlight <laughs> issue. Oh, we're going to get into this right away. Immediately. Okay. Yes. Okay. Simply because this is one of the, found, like the Art of War <laughs> reference, that's misunderstood. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, but, let's stay on one thought here. Right. So the lizard, they, they uh, have the young rookie... Uh, naval guy look at this helmet and go... Jesse Plemons. It's just... It's, it's just Jesse Plemons. A super uh, hyper pair of sunglasses. You know what? I had this uh, lizard named Penelope third, and one time we brought her to the beach and she freaked out and we figured out that she didn't like sunlight. So I'm thinking because these guys wear these sunglasses they don't like sunlight either. It, and their, their, their eyes are the same. Right, their eyes are the same. Yeah. So, we had The reptilian humanoids. Well, (laughs) so you and I had this (laughs) conversation. What's the the fucking problem here, Brad? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the conversation was simply, uh, do lizards need the sun because they're cold-blooded, but they hate the sunlight because it hurts their eyes? It's a terrible duality of... of they, existence, if that is the case, they, they elementally just got lizards wrong, <laughs> like down to if you know a single thing about lizards, it's that they notoriously love the song. right? Uh huh. That is the first thing that you learn about lizards. Well, they're cold-blooded, like snakes. They mm-hmm. need sunlight. They need warmth. And In all this of film that. got that wrong <laughs> immediately. Yes. Well, so I guess I, I go to that immediately as the example to, to try to set up, without trying to talk about science fiction or actual military technology, how little the writers paid attention to science, <laughs> actual common knowledge, things that would, as a matter of course, simply not happen. At all. It happens in this movie. Everybody is wet and showered with water in this movie. <laughs> There's like a, a water fetish or something in this movie. man. <laughs> Alien I, ships, Rihanna, constantly doused with water. God bless her. Just God she bless probably this entire spent, film. She probably spent a month of shooting just doused in water. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, if we're just going to be spouting out parts that we like, we should mention that this film has the greatest line in cinema history. Which is... My dog Mustard could climb this mountain. (laughs) Oh, what? Well, then you and Mustard can get out here and get some exercise. To which the legless veteran says, Mustard's dead. Mustard got hit by a dump truck. (laughs) And the fucking scene ends. (laughs) Dude, you said it with more heartfelt emotion than that sad legless veteran said. I mean, he looks good. He reads his lines well, but he's clearly, you know, he's not an actor. So this movie's Top Gun, right? It is just Navy propaganda, top to bottom. Well, uh, don't forget, people are wearing army t-shirts. The man oh. you just mentioned is yeah, full on army vet. So Mick. it's, it's yes. So it is a uh, American Armed Forces, uh, and. Let's also remember there's the Chinese and the Japanese there. Mm-hmm. They fucking 9-11 Hong Kong in oh, this movie. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Get, get mm-hmm. them international bucks, baby! Well, it's the one scene where they actually have an alien ship go through a skyscraper, take out, what, eight, ten floors of mm-hmm. people have the building fall over and just <clears throat> like a giant h just <laughs> gish 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 and take out you didn't see that in any other city as the parts of these alien ships fly by a gigantic statue of buddha but don't touch it yeah yeah don't don't touch the buddha statue you can you can annihilate all of the population you want but <laughs> yeah. don't touch it you can kill Tens of thousands of people, it's And I mean, fine. dude, when they show that that building get uh, hammered through, I mean, it's men, women, it's like, they were like, oh yeah, there's going to be body it's, count. It's destruction. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So, um, so, I do give them credit for um, having a certain amount of, even though it's PG-13 and there's not a lot of blood and all of that stuff, they did uh go forward with showing, oh yeah, there is a human consequence to this stuff. it's not just you know empty buildings and that sort of thing you know there was there was specific body count, so I give them credit for that, you know um and honestly, once again, if you just took all of that maddeningly horrible <laughs> fucking dialogue out of it. Most of this is just great eye candy. I mean, visual eye candy. I totally get... So you want to erase the part where a NASA scientist sees a legless veteran and asks him, Are you a cyborg? Are you a cyborg? (laughs) Oh! And he jumps into the bushes and you're like, The man is wearing an army shirt. He's with... You are on an island that has a naval base for the rehabilitation of veterans. Yes. Yeah, and uh-huh. you just uh, and you are a scientist. Yeah, I, you literally just took the words right from my, my skull. you asked a legless veteran if he was a cyborg. <laughs> now, and this fucking movie, yeah, is the best. Brad. See, now that's a great that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gave a single shit. (laughs) Because that scene is played for comedy and it's not funny. (laughs) At all. You're just watching it going, oh. Mm -hmm. Yes, awkward scientist scene. (sighs) Uh, Oh, thank God. Here are some aliens (laughs) with their weird thumbs and their their super cool sunglasses. (laughs) That look like Halo battle suits. Yep. Yeah, man. Okay, so, so Halo, how many, okay, I was, Space I was just Cowboys. Say, how many different, I don't even want to say films, but how many different properties did we identify that they were off Saving Private of? Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Every part of Top Gun, down to the uh, the soccer, the them playing sports against each other. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, Um, Uh, Twisted Metal, the video game. Yeah, and then there was, um... Independence Day. Transformers. Transformers. Oh, my God. I mean, just so many different titles, where Hasbro... I mean, the executives on both sides, the production slash creative, put that in quotes, you know, (laughs) if you want, but, uh... And the Hasbro executives just get together and say, "Oh, we want this from this, and we want this from this movie." And oh, remember that bit where they looked at the camera and they were like, "I can't do this. You're gonna do this. You can do it." Okay, I can do it, man. All of that, every single one of those scenes is is in this movie. All right, should we focus somewhat? So the movie starts. Should, should we. <laughs> all right, it doesn't matter how it starts. They shoot a laser into space. Yes. Yeah, nobody cares about the script in this movie, so I don't see why we need to focus so much on it. So, okay. But, so right, they shoot so a supercharged with, laser into space. Well, no, space. no, 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 no. Let's, let's uh, take it from the very Let's take open, it from the top. <laughs> yeah. Where they identify the beacon project, and the beacon project is the thing of them tossing this beam out into space. It's it's a whole bunch of get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so, as you say, the beam goes out into space, and then uh, who would have thought... Uh, some aliens might respond and this is actually when we see our cynical scientist for the first time because he makes (laughs) what he would uh, comment he would not be able to make in today's political society of repro anyway he says if this is anything like uh, what could happen it's like the settlers and the indians and we're the indians oh columbus and the yeah and yeah, we're the Indians. And we're the Indians. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh man. <sighs> <sighs> so, oh, boy, we are off to a start. <laughs> and then we immediately cut to we're, we're Taylor Kitsch in a bar. Yeah, <laughs> with long hair, sad. It's his birthday, and his brother's taking care of him. His brother, Alexander Skarsgard. <laughs> no, Stonehopper. Stonehopper. Who's a hardcore naval Mm -hmm. captain, commander. And is something. At level 10 of intensity. Yes. At all times. Yeah. Brother, (laughs) you gotta get your shit together. Now it's your birthday. He quotes John Wooden at him. Coach John Wooden. Yes, and I mean the the quote makes no sense. No, not at all. No, it is the ramblings of an insane person. (laughs) Here's some words that are gonna sound inspirational and like they mean something, but when you really think about it, (laughs) don't mean squat. Now go play. You're you're hollering. (laughs) Settle down. (laughs) I'm Coach John Wooden. Ah! I have get, no idea who John Wood, neither is, Neither do I. Course. All right. We get Brooklyn Decker, who they have... Uh, <laughs> this is the first time we were introduced to her, and every single scene, she is in a bra that is too small for her, so it is just cutting into her. Well, that's what we did with women. But and, they, they uh, hide that by having her wear a skin-tight tank top. So a bra that's too small and a skin-tight tank top. God bless America. And she is demanding a chicken burrito from a bar. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. I just want a chicken burrito. I mean... And the bartender closes the microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a classy bar. And says, kitchen's closed. Well, and then, of course, uh, our long-haired... Which is, if nothing else, this is our first indication. This movie is stupid. (laughs) That was your first (laughs) indication? I mean, (laughs) dude, I think the whole Columbus versus the Indian one was a nice landmark. (laughs) So Taylor Kitsch walks up to the bar after spending his birthday wish on her. And he looked so cute when he blew out the cupcake and just looked at his brother. He looked so cute, Taylor Kitsch, with his long hair. All right, We can't do this. We'll be here all day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Taylor Kitsch goes to hit on the blonde chick. He tells her he's going to get her her chicken burrito. Right, and then in an astonishing (laughs) move in... Awareness of social media. Bold, bold filmmaking, if I may say so. I couldn't believe that it was actually pretty much a one-for-one one shot of mm-hmm. that famous uh, break-in where the guy falls through the ceiling, tries to break out, grabs a ladder, falls again. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, it The was... internet video that was around in, what, 2012, 2013? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did a shot-for-shot shot of a viral video <laughs> Which, I mean, in a major motion picture. Stunning absolutely bold filmmaking yeah you know i mean hats off for the social awareness you know or the what do you call that the zeitgeist i suppose but let me tell you hmm there's a purpose to all of it yes please because they fall in love please tell me as he hands her that chicken burrito that he promised to get her (laughs) while being tased by police Yes, because by the time he finally breaks out of the store that he broke into to steal a, a chicken burrito for this woman... That's love, baby. Well, it's, it's something. And uh, and so, all the police arrive, all the police are chasing him down, and he's holding up the burrito, going, here's your burrito, while she's standing outside the bar no. next to his brother, his In- disapproving okay. brother. okay. I don't want people to think that you just made something up. I believe, here's your burrito, is the exact quote. <laughs> that, that wasn't us being dumb dicks who forgot a line. That was the line. <laughs> and then he gets tased, what, two, three times? As the music swells and her heart fills with love. Oh, look at this insane psychopath. Get right the fuck out of my face, movie. <laughs> When So Taylor Most... Kitsch wakes up in an ice bath and can't believe that tasers were real. Yeah. Wow, tasers work. And the first question is, how is he not in jail? What <laughs> what happened? But I suppose you could say that they answer that question because his brother, after giving him a whole bunch of, You messed up your life! You gotta do something! The same crap he was saying in the bar. He says, You're going in the Navy! You're joining me in the Navy! Right. Uh-huh. Like, somehow he was able to influence, you know... Yeah. Breaking into a convenience store, wrecking the entire store. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. He signs him up like those old uh, CD clubs, how you would just, like <laughs> sign up a friend. Right. <laughs> exactly. He just signs him up for the Navy. Air supply? I didn't <laughs> ask for this record. <laughs> Nobody has ever asked for air supply, Brad. <laughs> so anyway, so he goes into the Navy. He has to have a haircut, which is terrible. But wouldn't you know, the f- next time we check in with him, he's an officer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no... Uh, well, I was going to make a horrible seaman first class joke. And, but and they, sh- they show up late to the... Uh, to the... Uh, Uh, Ceremony. yes, because let's not forget, not only is she naturally beautiful in a small bra and a skin-tight tank top, she's also the Admiral's daughter. Yeah. I'm just going to skip over the soccer scene, because we don't need to. Although, the only footnote (laughs) to that is it was just... There's like a 15-minute soccer scene. Exactly. Well... Okay, so it introduces the God rivalry it, between the weird. Japanese captain. No, there's only two quick points. There it introduces the rivalry between the Japanese captain, remember? And, oh, I remember. Yes. <laughs> and and as you also Boy, saw, aptly pointed out, it's just like the volleyball scene in Top Gun. So so it's interesting to see because earlier we forgot Top Gun in our list of other things. No, so I'm there pretty it sure is. I That's that. that reference. Okay, well. I'm not going to go back and check. Yeah, no, so <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely not. So okay, so that's all that needs to be said about that scene. They get on the ship. Nagata kicks him in the face. Oh, right, that's that's the what climax of the oh, uh, introduction all right. we do of have, the rivalry. We do have to bring it up because oh the, my god, uh, no, the quote that Nagata says to him is amazing. Another quote that makes absolutely no sense. Some idiots look where they kick and some idiots look where they don't kick. Which kind kind of of idiot idiot are are you? You? Oh my god. That's gibberish, Brad. (laughs) Yes. That Uh is absolutely meaningless gibberish. Yeah. It's it's intended to be deep. Uh, I love it so much. that's the kind of bullshit that makes me just go, mm nom, 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 Yeah. Give, give it to me. Nom, 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 nom. Whereas I, I just have to look at you and go, oh my God. Look at that man. Eat this. Oh, wow. Man, if you're going to be stupid, be stupid all the way. Well, And they did it. They well, fucking went for it and it's delicious. Well, you know, again, uh, I think in subsequent viewings, God help me, in other situations where this movie will come up, I will probably enjoy it more because I won't feel so immediately insulted as I am from the first viewing, you know? It's a real attack on the senses. It's like, now I know what I'm in for. But at least I can say it looks totally badass when that little, uh, you know, water skimmer thing starts hopping all over the place. I don't know how... Uh, they were able to get a direct hit and have it do nothing in one scene and then get a direct hit in another scene and it just blows the <laughs> shit out of it. So Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who cares? You know, Just don't think. That's that's the only oh, advice yeah. with this movie. Is, Shut that fucking brain right off. Oh my god. You ain't going to need it where we're going. Don't even try. Don't even try to think about it. So okay, we had uh, the destruction of Hong Kong and Hopper is... He gets into a fu- oh he runs away from his uh, girlfriend oh. that he wants to marry's father Liam yeah. Neeson. The girlfriend goes to her father and says, "I know you think he's a bad guy, but he's really not a bad guy, and he just wants to talk to you. Could you please just give him five minutes?" And the dad does one of those grunting consent sort of thing, <laughs> kind of things, right? And uh-huh. she's like, "Oh, I love you, Daddy." Walks away, gives Hopper the nod disappears the admiral looks directly at hopper hopper looks at him and the next scene is hoppers in the bathroom looking at himself in the mirror trying to grow some balls with taylor kitsch doing his uh patented improv work oh my god and you're like that was your 5 minutes that was your opportunity and he, he really he really got them zingers in there oh man so sir um, let me marry your daughter what's your deal Oh, come on, sir. It's just... The thing is, is that I'd really like to ask for your hand. Your hand? Wait a minute. Wait, That's not what? right. Did I just say that? As he's and doing... Chris- he's doing Christian Slater in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> and meanwhile, I, I just imagine that there are actually probably, you know, uh, 14 and 15 year old girls in the audience just going, he's so dreamy. And, you know, good for them, but... Should we talk about the Jerry Lewis scene? (laughs) How do they... I mean, it's like Jerry Lewis... Did he say Jerry Lewis? In the real Nutty Professor. And uh, from the (laughs) Bellboy. And the real Nutty Professor. Jerry Lewis, that's what we were doing. He was a great humanitarian, sir. Oh my god, it was just did, did <laughs> you, you know did you it's notice how good far- that the other guy in the background said did he just say jerry lewis because that really pretty much was my reaction when i heard this nonsense happen did you laugh as hard as i did at uh probably not as liam Neeson <laughs> trying to stand inside of a real u.s naval vessel that are built for men that are like five foot six as he is a towering giant of a man, as he's hunched over, almost still hitting his head, <laughs> in every well, single scene in the interior. Well, It's fantastic. I, I consider Liam Neeson to be a towering presence in every movie that he's in. So, <laughs> no, I didn't necessarily notice uh, any difference in how they filmed him. Uh, Liam Neeson I rules. Believe, I, I believe leading into the next scene is where we get our first instance of acdc mm-hmm. we weren't getting out of this fucking movie without any acdc oh no and it, there were what like three different acdc songs i Throughout so, the yes. different, yeah uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> through the different fight sequences and things Yeah, it was all Uh. the ramping up sequences. (laughs) All the glamour shots. Man, just look at those fucking boats. Yes. Look at these fucking boats and listen to this goddamn ACDC. Load those bullets into those guns. Get your guns together. Move this over here. We are a warship. If we don't outperform (laughs) every other boat on this ocean. Man. I can't believe they gave Taylor Kitsch this opportunity. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. You know, but it's, it's you know, uh, again, it's, it's stealing from so many different movies uh, that it's really not that surprising that this is going to be your uh, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, uh, you know, version. So, I, I mean, okay, so where are we in this freaking story? Because <laughs> it's just two get, hours and 20 minutes just, long, and we only have our first... Let's just get to the aliens, shall we? Well, okay, so let's make the point that it was 23 minutes into the movie before we were actually on a battleship and being introduced to the fleet. And the name of the movie is Battleship. Uh-huh. They where we should a... have been on the battleship in the very beginning, but no, we had to be sending beacons to aliens. <laughs> yeah, and having and, a in soccer scene. And stealing a chicken burrito. <laughs> and hearing about how many skills Taylor Kitsch has, even though we've seen him do nothing but Luck fail. All. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Have, the writing's on, incredible, Brad. Depending on his brother to bail him out of every situation. That's what we've seen up to this point. So, okay, the aliens, they engage with the aliens. They come rocketing into the picture. (laughs) Yeah, they take out Hong Kong. They set up these communication satellite thingies uh, that are basically, yes, I'm going to say it, massive phallic symbols, cock and balls, just sending blue beams way into the sky. Do you remember how we were introduced to the aliens? Uh, Please tell me. With the scene with them on the beach? where Brooklyn Decker was on all fours laying on top of Taylor Kitsch. Oh, my Taylor God, Kitsch. yes. Oh. And they pan the camera down her body back to her hot their little booty w- shorts because the they wanted to show a woman's ass. And the light beams come right out of her asshole to show us that wow. aliens are coming. It's incredible, Brad. <laughs> the we're, shot giving, we're giving aliens right out of her butthole. The shot pauses on the lower half of her torso Uh and, of course, her ass, which is, by the way, in a pair of short shorts. But there's also six alien lights that basically form a phallus symbol. (laughs) So we get it clearly that they're saying, yes, think about fucking her doggy style, please. That's what we want every male to be thinking about right now. Because this movie's stupid. we got to get some ass in there. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, now, I was thinking about this, too, because she's like, uh, or uh, Taylor's like, you're so smart and funny and wonderful and kind and nice and saying all of this shit about her. And I'm like, where are those scenes? We know nothing about her. We have only seen her in her tight uh, top and her bikini strap top and these short shorts that's all we've seen her do except ask her daddy for 5 minutes which this guy runs away from like a little boy to look at himself in the mirror so the aliens land they can see it through telescopes but it's not on radar Man, their ability to avoid our technology is astonishing. So they send Taylor Kitsch and his team (laughs) uh to go investigate. (laughs) Which is Rihanna and one other guy. And Beast. And Beast. Yeah, that's right. Beast. Beast. (laughs) Uh, God bless him. Let's take a moment to just contemplate the beauty of this character named Beast. I, I was going to admire the giant towering structure that is the alien craft that is constantly dripping with water. Yeah, nonsensically, because the the two other platforms that are like sending out these beams or whatever they're supposed to be doing uh-huh. Dry. Completely dry. What's his name? Kitsch gets on the one piece of this alien craft. No yeah. idea why. Yeah, no you know. Could be irradiated, could, you know, do anything the minute he steps on it. Eh, that's fine. He'll be fine. He's handsome. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he actually is fine. He walks around, he points his gun, people go, huh, you be careful up there, Kitch. Right? And then, yeah, and then he touches the wall of the alien craft and is thrown backwards, yeah. which leads us to one of the most incredible scenes in the film. <laughs> When it sends out a sound wave that would have burst everyone's eardrums. Well, yeah, I mean... And it blasts glass right in Alexander Skarsgård's face. Yeah, which was a beautiful effect shot, it's by It's really way, good. To see his lips all, all rearranged by the sound wave that blasts... Okay, so it blasts through the glass... On a battleship, which mm-hmm. is designed to withstand mm-hmm. bullet impacts and things like that. You sure know. is. So, <laughs> incredibly powerful. No, man, they just had, like, window glass that you would have at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Kitsch, Rihanna, and Beast are right next to this thing when it goes off. So you'd expect like maybe blood from the ears or eyes or just maybe their heads exploding in general from <laughs> their the brains powerful- would be leaking out of their ears. <laughs> but they all just are like, "Oh, dude, that was loud." Yeah, nobody is affected by this at all. It's incredible. Well, okay, though, Hopper's brother, Stone Hopper, when the glass blew up in his face, he did get cuts on his face. Oh, yeah. So there was one injury, and, you know, it was bad. Mm -hmm. So now we know it's bad because the brothers had his face cut. So we learn that the aliens won't fire upon anything that hasn't fired upon them. Because they're very kind and diplomatic aliens. Yeah, it's a weird twist to this movie. Yeah. I mean, okay, so you fire on the alien ship. They fire pegs. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, this is my favorite bit. I did not even... See, Chris, this is why I need to watch movies with you. Because you're able to just zero in on the details. <laughs> on right? this movie... Dude, I've seen this movie like ten times. I've watched... I own it. <laughs> I own Battleship and watch you, it regularly. <laughs> have you heard the DVD commentaries? Since no. you own the DVD? No, I, I just bought it on Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I would love to hear the director's commentary and have him explain himself. <laughs> <laughs> for what sir for making an incredible film well so the pegs that these alien ships fire at our u.s navy are actually these kind of depth charge things but they're shaped exactly like the pegs on the battleship board thank you for pointing that out Uh because i thought this was such an incredibly stupid piece of alien technology especially after the sonic sound wave Uh right but it makes sense. They got to fit in the pieces somehow. So they literally, they make these pegs that bore into the ships. So, okay, you fire on the, on the alien ship. Our weapons, at this point in the movie, have no effect. Nope, they will later, but not now. So at this point in the movie, they have no effect. And the aliens fire a barrage of these pegs, which just cover the whole ship and absolutely destroy it. Yeah, we're given several fantastic shots of a very confused and worried Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, and he goes, uh, what, what's his last word that he says? Then? Oh, no, there's the guy that a depth charge, or one of the pegs hits right in front of him, and he yells, what in the chuck wagon? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Brad... <laughs> <laughs> I want you to really think about it Human beings, we say millions of words Throughout the course of our lives <laughs> This man has said Words of romance He's probably said smart things <laughs> His final word <laughs> In his mortal coil Was chuck wagon. Well, now, I will. Chef's Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a that, beautiful film. Remember, this is also the movie that not once, but twice, made the mother boom joke and would not say motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, take this, you mother. And in the same context as well. Take this, you mother. And then pull the trigger and the gun fires or whatever. Mm-hmm. You mother... Fire! Yeah. So... So the comedy is Alex, gold is all I'm saying. Alex Hopper... Not redundant at all. Alex Hopper gets back to the John Paul Jones. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the captain and XO are dead. Brad. Which makes him the captain, does He is it? senior officer. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's such a great responsibility that he's, this movie's stupid and i love it that because his, his first order <laughs> act as captain is they're going to ram the alien ship and kill everyone yeah and everybody's saying sir do you really want to do this and he's like yes i'm serious are you really serious sir yes i'm serious Sir, can you possibly be serious? They have to talk him out of murdering everyone. No, no, no. They don't talk him out of it. They don't talk him out of it. Because um, Beast literally grabs him and shakes him and says, Sir, we got men in the water. We need to save the men in the water. And Taylor Kitsch goes... Fine. (laughs) Fine. Well, if you insist. Right? His second act. Please, as don't captain. punch the face. We'll go save the people in the water. His second act is captain. <laughs> yes, uh huh. While everyone is actively saving sailors from the water. Right, uh huh. Is to go sulk by himself and look at old pictures of his brother. And look at himself in the mirror. While everyone else is doing the work around him. He has to go be a sad boy. Hey, the responsibilities of being a captain are very tough. Man has to grow up, has to man up and mature into the role, which means you have to look at pictures of your brother and stare at yourself in the mirror and wonder what it's all for. (laughs) While aliens decimate your entire fleet (laughs) and you try to save whatever sailors are in the water. That's other people's problems. You have memories to sort out. <laughs> should we talk about the twisted metal robots <laughs> <laughs> the ones that actually whip out metal cables if uh-huh. you try to avoid them uh-huh. they're like oh no we got you Whip oh. so they're there to take out they somehow get out of the bubble well they're aliens so they can get through their own technology and they're there to uh, take out infrastructure helicopters Overpasses. Buildings, naval bases, naval bases with helicopters. Little League games. (laughs) Little League games. Oh, my God. They face off with the little boy. Hot mom tits. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, God bless them. And you notice, I mean, they... Well, anyway. So, um, this alien faces off with this boy on the soccer field. And... Baseball. It's a little league game. They bro. do a visual scan of the boy. They do a close up of his eye and his heart, and this demented alien thing that's just plowing through all sorts of, you know, buildings and vehicles decides, oh my goodness. Oh, no, go ahead. I'll keep talking. He decides, oh my goodness, I'm not going to kill this little boy for no reason whatsoever. I'm not a heartless murderer. No, let me turn around, I'll leave the boy alone, I'll go to the bridge right over here and start taking out every single pylon on this bridge. There's a whole row of them, four, five, six of them. Take them all out so that all of the cars that are on the top of this bridge, and it's like packed, like it's a commute after... Uh, work so five o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it is hundreds of cars on the bridge we see them all toppling falling down now these are all cars that have families kids mothers all of that stuff going down crashing boom but fortunately the one car with the kid and the mom with the great tits they're fine because we see that kid hop out of the sunroof and be like, oh man, you terrible alien. So we know he's okay and we know the mom with the great tits is just fine and thank God for that. God bless America and tits. <laughs> that was a fucking spiel and I am impressed. <laughs> you, you see... You see what Battleship's done to you? Yep. It's a great fucking movie, <laughs> it's, man. It's amazing. It is. it is. I mean, when you when you just take it in sections <laughs> like that, it's actually, it's not that bad. No, you know? it's incredible. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, then you have the horrible dialogue that makes you go, oh my God. So, all right. So, bridge sequence. Uh, these things come through. They take out infrastructure. And apparently... See, we never go back to them again, so we don't know how they were dealt with, if they were dealt with at all, you know, what, if they're just still going through the whole (laughs) island, plowing down, you know, buildings, all of that stuff. They could be. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're back to the action in the ocean. Oh, uh, Taylor has now decided to assume command. (laughs) We're forgetting that uh, Hmm. the local police show up and tell Brooklyn Decker and uh, Mick that they need need to get off the island. I don't know. Somebody said something about aliens. You guys are in danger. You need to get out of here immediately. And then they drive away. We're uh, going to take off, though. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. Catch you later. And the craziest thing about that scene right, is there were three police jeep vehicles that pull up. Right. Yep. To leave. Yep. So while Brooklyn, Decker and Mick, Mick, thank you, are standing there having their conversation about, well, I'm going to get back in the fight. I've never seen aliens before. I want to see an alien. Right. He starts walking in the opposite direction, walking off into the horizon. And she goes, well, don't leave me alone and goes after him. And they go to the wide shot, watching these two people walk away, and there's the Jeep right there, waiting for them. Yep. So they just choose to walk instead of getting in this vehicle and saying, hey, can you take us back to the center where all of our shit is and everything that we want to do is over there? Can you just take us over there? That's called craftsmanship in filmmaking. Uh, Oh, man. So... Yeah. Because how else would a scientist yell about the legless veteran being a cyborg? If they were in a car, he wouldn't see his legs. Well, at the time that they come across the scientist, though, they have somehow they're they're around the car, remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, somehow they've returned to the How did they return to the car? <laughs> Who gets I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember this. I don't Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so okay, so there's that. Then, um, let's see now. So, so all right, At this, by this time they figured out that if they don't fire on the aliens, then the aliens aren't going to fire on them. Uh-huh. And there's a bit of a sort of a stalemate while they figure it out. And the aliens have put up this bubble, so there's only a few ships inside this bubble that are actually dealing with this main alien fleet. And Liam Neeson and all of his fleet are actually out of action right now. Yes, and the with big no question, communications. No communications. So the big question is, can they get down this barrier and, um, you know, uh, open up this, uh, this zone that the aliens have created so the Admiral can get in there with the fleet? So this is part of the problem they start working on. And then Taylor and the rival Japanese captain start working together. It, we're, we're told all of these stakes every mm-hmm. single time with mm-hmm. shots to the military of uh, like military brass meeting with Congress or something. Oh, my God. Lines. Like the National well, the Security, Security Council are great. or something. Yeah, the conversations are great. Like they're with the scientist and the scientist is like, okay, we saw five of these objects coming in. And they're like, hold on a second. We got NASA on yeah. the other line. And he's like, NASA. And then boom. And it's like 20 people all staring at the camera. Uh-huh. And you're just like, holy shit. And so he's like, okay, NASA, here's what's happening. They're like, wait, we got Congress on the other line. (laughs) Congress, boom, 20 people all staring at the camera. (laughs) You're just like, what the (laughs) fuck are these conference calls? Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Why is NASA in this room? Well, I don't know. Something fell from the sky, sir. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then they show from like the congressional POV and it's, it's this huge screen and just, just this scientist monster head staring back at them, going, this, Well, yeah, I don't know. This could be an extinction level event. Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> perfect. Oh, my God. That's such a perfect. Okay. Uh, don't mind us while we illustrate the stakes. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, man. Okay, so ham fisted is, is a term that so comes to mind. Heavy handed. They figure out that. If they shut off their radars, they can use the system of buoys. Yes. To track water flow. See, now, honestly, I thought this was kind of clever. Yes. It's actually a very smart workaround for how they would work the actual mechanics of the game battleship into the film. It allows us to have a grid now, and a very simple, basic grid that we understand the coordinates. It, it ties in directly with the game. And. That was, what, 48 minutes? Where were we? An hour and 28 minutes? Where were we? And then they played Battleship with the fucking aliens. Yeah. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep. It was about an hour and 20 minutes in. Yeah, so... And this is when we realize, there's another fucking hour to this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This movie refuses to end, and it only gets more glorious as it goes on. It's like when you're riding through the desert... Um, on a horse with no name well no uh, in a car with someone who you know you get along with but you just kind of all the conversation is stopped and you're just kind of feeling how tight that seatbelt is on your shoulder and you're just kind of you know the AC is not kind of working right and you're just kind of like okay there's another 2-3 hours to go and you look out the window and it's just flat fucking desert the only difference is that in battleship, there's a lot more stuff to look at. You know <laughs> That's fair. That's about it. <laughs> but, yes. they use this buoy tracking to fire on the aliens and miss a couple times, which, due to the rules of the movie, would mean that the aliens would fire back, but they don't this time, because no. you know. Well, no, they decide to do a full-on frontal assault, uh, like a, a two-pronged attack. Coming at the ships from my side. Pincer move. Yes, a pincer maneuver. Which, uh, you know, normally sure, would man. be terrifying. <laughs> which normally would be terrifying. But, uh, you know, the Japanese captain, God bless him, has worked out the um, coordinate system and is able to anticipate where they're going to be so that when he fires, he gets direct hits. And somehow he avoids saying. I sank your battleship! Ah. <laughs> and they don't have any aliens say, no, they You sank my battleship! They get, oh, they get alien to, with the subtitle underneath. They get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I, so they yeah. destroy these two ships, and their plan is to go closer to Oahu because they figure out from Brooklyn Decker, who gets a communication through, through oh, this my barrier... God. Okay, no. Because now, the scientist that's... has figured out, uh, apropos of nothing, that he can break through this barrier, but f- only for 30 seconds or so at a time. Well, now, okay, so let's back up just a little bit. No. Because, the... <laughs> <laughs> because it okay. doesn't matter. The scientist has a briefcase suitcase. Yes, it does matter. They break back into the scientist's lab. He steals his briefcase suitcase and, as he's got it in his hand, here's one of these Halo jumpsuit wearing aliens. As the warrior veteran tells him, you need to get some courage. Yes, you're going to get courage. You're going to do it right now, or I'm going to put my metal leg up your ass, right? Yes, I'm going to get courage now. Direct quote. Yeah, so he goes up there steals this briefcase is caught stealing the briefcase and the halo jumpsuit guy is like oh what's in this suitcase bro he steadies his hand and then walks away he's like bro don't be afraid man i'm not gonna hurt you i can tell you don't have any guns on you because i did the thing where i zoomed in on your eye and i zoomed in on your heart and i saw that you were cool man you mean the terminator vision (laughs) yeah that they keep going back to Except when they show the horse, they only show the horseshoe. Okay. I don't understand okay. what that's yeah. about, dude. <laughs> so anyway, this this alien warrior lets this scientist go with his own briefcase. That's the most important part of the horse, man. <laughs> so so he takes this briefcase back to his friends and he's like, Okay, now we can dial in whatever the code is for the battleship because somehow they know the naval access codes to communicate <laughs> uh-huh. with and he a can battleship and he can break through this barrier for a limited amount of time because 30 seconds because bro. Uh, science yeah because science he's figured out the algorithm which is obviously an alternating algorithm because of course you've only got 30 seconds and for security reasons algorithms have to change perfect film <laughs> <laughs> so no they notice. dial into taylor kitch and taylor's like yo babe you wearing that tank the, top I bought you? They spend an awful lot of time telling each other, I love you, instead of getting down to the yeah. fucking point. Babe, I miss you Which, so much. okay, realistically... It's an alien invasion. What are they going to communicate? He knows it's an alien invasion. Yeah. And she's like, we can see them from here. This scene is pointless. Oh, Chris, there are so many pointless scenes <laughs> in this movie. I don't know why you even bother to point out this one scene is but being it's pointless. it's incredible. <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, yes, and it's, it's so beautiful. Good. So it shows the technology works, and it also gives the scientist uh, something that he can use as a weapon later, <laughs> because that briefcase is big and heavy. Oh yeah, you know. So um, you know what? I just realized. I wonder if that alien that he hit with that briefcase is the same one who let him go. Maybe. Where he's like, bro, who could possibly? I care? let you go, man. <laughs> Why you gotta hit me now? I'm just fighting with the legs, dude. And he's... Oh, no, my neck, bro. Help me with the briefcase. He no. Yeah, okay. I, can, I think I would have liked to have can, seen that can scene. Can we move on to the sniper scene? Oh, please. God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this scene actually made me... Yup. Speechless. Just like that. It's fucking incredible, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so they figure out through their lizard technology... Well, the Or their lack of understanding of lizard science. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah. My God. So aliens are, are so susceptible Kitch, to sunlight. Taylor Kitchen Nagata.
1: Yes. Post-up.
0: Yes. On the, uh, I don't know the nautical term, the front of the boat. Yeah. Uh-huh. The rivals become friends facing a common enemy. Mm-hmm. They, Go ahead, they, take it. <laughs> they, they, they fucking set up with fifty cal sniper rifles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nagata explained that he learned to shoot at summer camp when he and was they have twelve a, years old. And they have a bonding moment. Summer camp. Yes, yeah, summer camp. Summer camp. Yes, summer camp. And from the shot that we're shown earlier, we know that these alien craft have a windshield. So. Yeah, I. I still. I just. Well, how else are the aliens gonna see? So knowing that the aliens on the inside of this ship are being comfortable, not wearing their helmets, not not wearing their sun-defying helmets. Exactly. And so Taylor Kitchen. Well, they don't need to wear their sun-defying helmets because they have the glass sunscreen on their alien ship. That is sufficient. uh, but apparently, even though it's meant to travel through space, it's not bulletproof. No, man. No. So let's not forget that they also are able to track the motion of the sun as the planet orbits and has its revolutions and all of that. And as the sun is rising, which is the whole point of setting up their sniper position where they do, they set themselves up so that the sun rises behind them, thus blinding the aliens. Uh Uh-huh. It's brilliant. Uh, until the part where they just start shooting wildly. Until the into part an where it's alien not. Craft. <laughs> Right. So somehow this fifty caliber round penetrates the glass shielding that's on this uh, alien craft, and the uh, aliens are blinded by the morning sun, man, because they have terrible hangovers. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Well look at their chin beards. They party. <laughs> And uh, Taylor goes. These aliens look like fire. Everything you got. These aliens look like goddamn Guy Fieri. (laughs) Yeah, they're amazing. Well, except that they're with lizard eyes. eyes. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's just a little bit more spiky in the beard. But uh, I think Guy has those fucked up hands as well. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it evens out. Guy Fieri's fine. Leave him alone. Oh yeah. I don't even know who that is. He just does shit. (laughs) So anyway, where are we? So They they fire on the last alien battleship. Yeah, and they they fire everything they've got at the battleship. And because the aliens were blinded by the morning sun, they have absolutely no ability to defend themselves whatsoever. That ship's fucking gone, boy! Yep. Yep, and then they cheer, and they celebrate, and they're happy, but the shield is still up. So they have to figure out how to take down the shield. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> you know what I Even just realized, though, Brad? I huh. hate to stop us in our tracks. What? Because there's so much to this film that I hate... I, I hate to keep going back and back and back. Oh, no. But we forgot a very intricate oh, my scene God. that what? might be the best. Huh. Where, Ali- <laughs> where Rihanna shoots an alien. Point blank. With a goddamn debt gun. (laughs) Well, you're right. We should cover this amazing piece because it sets up so many things in the future. That is true. No, I just wanted to bring it up because it's bitchin'. (laughs) Well, we do see Rihanna at the end of the movie. She's the one who takes the shot. Oh yeah. The last shot with the last round, the one that they carry over to the gun and they say, "Now wait, is there is the gun ready to fire? You just fucking loaded it. You know it's ready to fire." <laughs> That's an example of the brilliant writing. But Rihanna took that shot and we know that she's accurate because we saw her on the gun when Taylor first got electrocuted into the water mm-hmm. and she just started shooting randomly at the ship with no discernible targets, <laughs> which was fantastic. But then, but Taylor look, gets in a fight. But she looked great doing it. Oh, fantastic. Fuck yes. If one thing is true about the movie, it's Rihanna looks fantastic. That is true. hmm You know? So, uh, Taylor is in a fight with Halo jumpsuit alien uh, warrior. And it doesn't matter that the suit is all of this metallic stuff hitting his fleshy bone face. He doesn't even get a bruise. Nah. From the combat. And while he's fighting the alien, he manages to maneuver him in front of the gun. That's a deck gun. That's, what is that? One of those 22-inch shells that they fire out of that thing. And she remote controls it. Yep, Taylor Kitsch runs onto the deck of the ship. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) Come on, Rakes, come on, Rakes. Uh And he sees the gun start to move. Sees the gun turn and he knows, oh, okay, now it's time. And he maneuvers himself to the side. And so that jumps headlong off of the goddamn ship. And the alien somehow doesn't hear this, this turret moving until it's directly behind his head. Until it's now stationary and not making noise. And he makes this slow turn and looks down the barrel of the gun. Because of fucking course he does. <laughs> And he just stays staring at the barrel of the gun long enough for our first mother BAM uh-huh. joke. mohalla mother. Fire. That's right. There <laughs> yep. you go. Yep. And she blasts his head off, which, as you rightly pointed out, would just basically be mist. But no. He would have turned Taylor Kitsch into a fine mist across <laughs> the Pacific, yes. Well, that's absolutely true, because... You think he would, he would have become one with the sea? The audio sound wave that we were talking about melting his brain—it would have been very similar as the oh, yeah, concussive the simple, blast. Yeah, the of concussive this blast of this would have just turned him hit. into paste. <laughs> yes. But instead, he jumps over the side, grabs this, grabs the the, the metal chain, chain uh huh, and hangs by the chain somehow. As this alien is blown in half, less than. 10, 20 feet away from him, and uh, he survives, and he's like, yeah, nice shooting, Rihanna. All right, so back to where we were. Wherever we were. They blow up the ship, and then now they got to face the mothership, and the mothership wrecks the fuck out of the John Paul Jones. Well, yes. Yeah. And we get a long two-minute shot of a long lens of them riding on boats toward the shore. And I remember you you saying... Why are we seeing this? <laughs> Why do I need to see this? Yeah, over and over, it's the same kind of setup, but I just it's realized incredible. We got another movie reference, The Titanic. Uh-huh. You know, because we have the long shot of Taylor and the Japanese captain, again, rivals, now friends. <laughs> yes. Running up this impossible angle as the ship goes down. They are spider-manning up the side of the John Paul Literally. Jokes. No joke. They're not even, uh, we don't even see them grabbing for finger holds nope. or anything. No ropes, nothing. They're on a smooth surface. <laughs> yep. And uh, at an impossible angle, yet they still make it all the way up. Okay, and then, uh, and then Taylor, in all of his genius, says, We gotta jump! <laughs> they just jump into a goddamn pile of wreckage. Yep, uh-huh. God bless them. And they survive, no problem. No yep. broken bones, no concussions, nothing. So what the fuck are we gonna do, Brad? <laughs> what are we gonna do? We've got no ships. We have no defenses. The aliens have knocked out all the defenses on the mainland. We have no we have no ships left, Brad. Yes, we do. Yeah, I, I'm very wrong. We have we have one. Seventy-year-old decommissioned USS Missouri. But it's a museum. Well, all we need are some veterans who actually <laughs> is a slew <slough laughs> of pre-placed elderly <laughs> veterans. <laughs> Atop (laughs) the mighty fight in Missouri. Mighty Mo, baby. (laughs) Right at the moment where uh, Beast says, I would need a manual. And even if I had the manual, I would need six weeks. And then we would still need a crew. Where are we going to get a crew? And Taylor Kitsch gets this bizarre smile like, Did you say crew? And then he literally turns off camera. And an army of old retired Navy crew show up. (laughs) And as you say, they position themselves beautifully. Then they come up to him and they say, What do you need, son? And he says... We have no right to ask you. But I'm asking you. For anything else. You (laughs) men have served your country gallantly. But I'm asking you. Uh Uh-huh. Please. Please help us. You know, it's that same contradictory dialogue. Like, um... It's so goddamn pandering. Oh <laughs> it's, well, yeah, that too. It's it, it but then not they all su- get behind it's not their even different positions. Subtle pandering. Oh no, God bless America, <laughs> man! How dare you point out it the is, pandering? It is. Why are you? It is right in your fucking face. You know your unpatriotic rhetoric is really starting to. Uh, offend me deeply <laughs> in my patriotic core. And not one of these elderly naval veterans says a goddamn word to Rihanna. Yeah, well, Those are yeah. at the age where if a black woman were to walk in on the USS Missouri in a naval uniform, they'd have said something. <laughs> they'd have been like, who ordered the stripper? Hey, is it my retirement party that, again? That's... <laughs> yeah that's the nice thing that they might have said <laughs> so the reality there, of it would have been <laughs> far darker but so they show these old guys in their positions and they're like echo two two zero and I just imagine the director you know going okay take 15 can you say it a little bit louder and it's echo two two what echo two two I know how to say my line okay alright let's roll it Roger 220. You know. And all these old veterans are looking at these young whippersnappers. What are you doing standing there? Get on the goddamn scope. (laughs) Oh, yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I'm on the scope, sir. I mean, it's beautiful. It's fucking magical, Brad. Beautiful. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So his plan (laughs) to defeat this alien warship. Mm hmm. Is to point the guns to the side, to which all the old naval veterans are asking, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, but as in the whole suicide ramming run, they're like, well, let's just do it anyway. Yeah, let's have confidence in this completely unproven 26-year-old man <laughs> who's clearly a dipshit on top yeah, of everything has else. has no idea what the hell he's doing. Please, put the Japanese captain in command. Please, get him going. But so, because he's young, inexperienced, and unconventional, he drops the anchor, causing the Brad. ship to drift. Brad. Yes. He drifts a boat. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking fast and furious is a boat. Hey, there's a reference we didn't... Yeah. It's goddamn incredible. Yep. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's truly a sight to behold. To where we get the elderly veteran yelling, let's drop some lead on these mother. Cut to Taylor Kitsch yelling, fire! "Fire!" (laughs) They did it twice. Yeah, God bless them. They did the fire cut twice. Well, not only did they do it twice, but... Yes! When (laughs) they... The balls it takes to do that twice. When they unload. In Battleship. Well, they Holy fucking shit. It. They knew it was gold the first time. So, I mean, almost the same sort of setup, you know, only better. So they just doubled oh, down on their gold better. joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're missing the... Um, so while all of this is going on, they actually they keep cutting back and forth between, um, you know... Um, the battleship and Brooklyn Decker, happening. yes. The scientist and Mick, the legless veteran, <laughs> yes. And and trying to make the point that everybody is working together for this common cause to take down the communication center. This thread is astounding, Brad. I'm uh, actually, you know, I have to admit that uh, I'm impressed that it, that it's so cohesive. I so can still remember it. So, uh, all right, yeah, let's not go from, let's just follow one thread at a time. Okay. So, Brooklyn Decker mm-hmm. is driving mm-hmm. a Jeep Yes. through the alien encampment, and I mean, hauling balls. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Just ripping ass through this goddamn alien encampment. Nick looks at her and says, can you drive? And she gives a nod like, hell yeah, I can drive. And the next scene is her taking out alien vehicles, no problem, just ramming, ramming straight through this whole camp, <laughs> splitting the, uh, crashing everything, explosions. Through any partition that may be in her way, she is but going to fuck But this is the how they get into the fight it. with, with the uh-huh. Halo thing. Uh-huh. Okay. So because they, get into they this crash fight. head on at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> And the aliens don't retaliate. Nope. This is the amazing thing about the uh, aliens. There are so many points when we're told this is an alien invasion, these guys are horribly hostile, all of these terrible things. They but then could, there are these moments they where they could like, have killed all of them multiple times over. Yeah, and the aliens are just like, oh man, they just broke through all of our shit. This is... Why would they do that? I wonder if they need any fucking help. <laughs> so, um, Brooklyn Decker's leg is pinned. Yes, uh uh-huh. And um, the leg is important because Mick has lost both of his. Yes. And he's looking at that, and he looks at the gun, and he pulls the assault rifle out to go and engage the alien. He's like, Mm -hmm. you just stay here. Because one of the Halo, Halo aliens is approaching rapidly. Right. And somehow I missed the logic of this. But somehow he drops it's the fine. gun. <laughs> somehow he, I think we'll he, be okay. He drops the gun and decides to get into hand-to-hand combat with an alien that's in full tactical body armor, by the he way. He Defiantly drops his cane. Yes. And just full on charges this alien like a goddamn lineman in a football game. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the alien is like, Oh no, now I'm in a fight. And this alien beats the Christ out of him. Which, you know, you would expect him to be able to do. Uh Uh-huh. But somehow, this guy uh, is able to grab him by the head and pull him into a knee that breaks the helmet and then... Into his metal bionic knee. Right. Right. And instead of, like, shattering it off of the base mount of whatever (laughs) is left of his leg, it actually shatters the, the sunglasses, loosens the helmet so he can pull it off, and once the helmet is off, well, now it's a fair fight because the alien doesn't see so well. Because you know, the sun you is know why that works, Brad? Why? Please, because, God, tell me why. Because mixed legs are built for tough. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. God damn America. <laughs> America! I don't even know why I questioned it. I mean, this is an army veteran. Of course he's going to be able to fight an alien that... Is taller, two feet taller than him, outweighs him by about a hundred pounds. Is in full tactical full gear. Gear, yeah. So anyway, but he we're was told, losing until the scientist magically caught up. No, we're told earlier yeah. in the film, yeah, that Mick was a Golden Gloves winner at the age of twenty-two. That's right. Yeah. So he pulls Golden this gloves alien's boxer. helmet off mm-hmm. and fist fights an alien. Yes. And rains down combinations that Tyson would be proud of. Yes, Chris. (laughs) Don't say it. Cinematic gold. (laughs) There is a scene where he lands such an earth-shattering haymaker to this alien's face. They do a Rocky. Yeah. Where the... Spit flu spit oh, in, right. spit in teeth. Oh fly my god. In slow motion. I have to admit, I cheered that scene, just the audacity of it. <laughs> Three teeth flying out of this alien's mouth. Uh-huh. Spit and the aliens like Argh! Uh-huh. And Mick's like, yeah, motherfucker. But the aliens got an ace Nick up his sleeve. They didn't really say that because they don't say motherfucker in the movie. <laughs> the aliens got an ace up its sleeve. <laughs> In Uh the form of a gigantic RoboCop-style data knife. Yeah, which he never uses until the moment where he's like, You just knocked out three of my teeth! That's not cool, bro! So he starts stabbing at Mick on the ground. Uh The scientist runs in, showing that he learned valor from his previous expedition. Right. And just sucker... Punches this fucking alien with his gigantic communications case. Now, this scientist said, I'm not going with you guys. Walked the other direction like he was going to his science lab. And then magically appeared, what, three, five miles down the road Mm -hmm. after she'd crashed through all of this alien base. So he must have run through that. Yep. Didn't get hurt by a single alien. Didn't get seen at all. Nah. Is able to run up and blindside this alien. Uh Uh-huh. And through all of this, he's been carrying this what's got to be a 35-pound phone case, yep. satellite, whatever thing, so that he can swing that on the alien. No notes. <laughs> Perfect. Sure. And, and then Mick gets up, puts him in a headlock with his bionic legs, and chokes out the in alien. He a scissor choke. And... A legless veteran chokes out an alien with his metal legs. Don't fuck with the U.S. military. God damn it, this movie (laughs) rules. Well, now I had a great amount of pride seeing a man wearing an army t-shirt choke out an alien with his metal legs. Um, You know, it is the perfect uh, conjunction of technology, military might, Mm -hmm. honor, courage, strength. Everything, yeah. everything a man could want. So, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Battleship. <laughs> oh, I know. Which was supposed to be a game about conventional battleships facing off in the sea, but no, we have this alien invasion nonsensical. They're not. They're not. So they're really fi- invading. Just don't shoot at them. They they just want to you know take the property. So they start firing from this battleship onto the mothership. Mm -hmm. And we're given how many different cuts of the peg guns getting ready to be fired? Oh, my God. There's like 35 cuts of it. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's fantastic. It's the same load, reload. Well, don't forget, though, that the USS Missouri, the dogged craft that it is, keeps changing positions so the mothership has to realign because they have that one maneuver where they get by and for whatever reason the mothership's guns don't don't <laughs> yeah. turn that far so they have to adjust the ship and then readjust all of their guns so we get the same sequence over and over like 3 times uh-huh oh my god and so then these two titans are firing at each other right yeah they've blown up part of the missouri well, they killed a fuck ton of old veterans. Yes, but, you know, they they uh, we had get their the, time. We get the line from the elderly veteran, who is a former crew member of the Missouri. They're not going to sink this battleship. <laughs> I hmm. mean... I mean... Somehow the mm. writers in all of their brilliance could not figure out how to work in the line. You sank my battleship. No. They couldn't. Even though you had Liam Neeson. <laughs> right there. Admiral of the fleet. You, they had Liam Neeson for like three hours. <laughs> he's in about yeah. eight minutes of this movie. <laughs> Do I get to kiss the blonde girl? No, he's your daughter. Oh, right. Okay. I'll still do it. Or whatever. (laughs) Weird fucking Just cut it out of the movie. Just cut it out. I'm doing it anyway. So anyway, so uh, that didn't happen. But, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. Yep. So anyway, um, battleships, pegs, things firing back and forth. Mm -hmm. Nonsense. Oh, and they're able to take out the communication tower. Yep. And the communication tower is the thing that brings down the shield that the aliens had erected, so now Liam Neeson can actually launch his jet fighters. Oh, yeah. And uh, the rest of the fleet can now get involved in this one singular fight in the Pacific, which will settle everything across the planet. No, it is time for the American military to whoop some ass, boy. Fucking A right. Time for the cavalry to come in. And at this point, I'm actually sad that the movie's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I said, I could go for about a six-hour cut of this fucking movie. <laughs> <building. laughs> well, once the jets start coming in and just bombing the shit out of everything, yeah. you know, we and get it's the, like, everybody jumps for joy and cheers. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's fucking rad. Oh well. So okay, they they decimate the <laughs> aliens. Explosions a plenty. It's really no contest. When it comes down to it. I mean, once the naval force and the air force is working in conjunction, I mean, the aliens don't seem to have an answer, even though they've traveled from interstellar space, they have audio, massive sonic boom technology, all of this stuff. Don't look into the time frame and how science works. Because yeah. No. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, I don't you'll know. Go, you'll don't, go mad trying to do so. I don't know what I was thinking. So. <laughs> So, the beauty, though, one of my favorite scenes is they go to the celebration where they, like, you know, have the champagne. People are getting their medals and their awards. Yes, the awards ceremony. Yes. And uh, there's no thought to, maybe there are other aliens that should be taken care of. How's Hong Kong doing, Nope. by the way? Case closed. (laughs) We win. Hey, we took care of America. The rest of the world's fine. Fuck them. Yep. (laughs) So... (laughs) So roll credits and uh, no, oh no, not roll credits. Well, yeah, because they give Mick a medal, and the scientist and Brooklyn Decker are there clapping for him to show that it's not about the adventure; it's about the friends we made along the way. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. And this movie is horse shit, and, I and not love only it. does Mick get a medal, um, Hopper Stone Hopper gets a uh, posthumous, posthumous medal. medal. Yes, uh uh-huh, because of his valor. And accepting that medal is his brother. Well, Stonehopper couldn't be here today, unfortunately, so accepting his award for him is his brother. Because he was killed in the most extraordinary way that any human being has ever been killed. Well, introducing the battleship pegs. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) He was killed in extraterrestrial contact. Yeah. And everybody's just like, "Eh, yeah, well, it's done. We're not going to talk about it. Well... Well, that's not entirely true, because they had that day player who came in and said, No! And then they cut to Taylor, who apparently had no reaction whatsoever and just said, Yeah, that's right. My brother's dead. Let's get back to the John Paul Jones.
1: And then when he gets back to the John
0: Paul Jones... Alex, As justification okay, for killing everybody. He says, guy. they killed my brother! Let's go on a suicide pact and kill ourselves! And everybody's like, okay, fine. Until B can shakes we, him and says, let's get the guys out of the water. Just get to moving on this. So, at the celebration, Alex accepts the award for his brother Stone and starts yeah. to walk away. Mm-hmm. No, sir. There's Liam Neeson saying, hold, the, hold on, Hold fast, Alex. Yes. Presenting you with the silver star for valor mm-hmm and I guess I'm not gonna and kick fighting you out. goddamn extraterrestrials <laughs> Well you know what never mentioned Brad you know what um Chewbacca didn't get a medal. you shut the fuck up <laughs> right now <laughs> you, you shut your goddamn mouth. So they had to make sure everybody got a medal. This is your participation trophy. (laughs) The ending of this movie is insane. Well, so Hopper gets command of his ship, as he deserves, like Liam Neeson says. Liam Neeson was about to bust him out of the Navy, but since he stood up and fought aliens, now he deserves command of his own ship, which makes no sense whatsoever. And they finally get this minute to talk. Yeah. They finally get a minute to talk. And he says, sir, I've been balls deep in your daughter. (laughs) I intend to (laughs) do it more. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to do it more. So I'm asking your permission. Man, I've been shooting wicked loads (laughs) in your daughter for a while now. So I think I should put a ring on the finger. And I wanted to say, hey, I've been boning your daughter. Let me marry her. And Liam Neeson says, no. No. And he's like. Oh, that's really great. Wait a minute. What did you say? In but, the but, last bit of comedy, we But, I saved, but I saved the world. <laughs> and, and Liam says, well, yes, but my daughter is an entirely save, different matter. Saving the world is one thing. Yeah. My daughter's ain't in marriage is another. Right, 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 Get right. Get the fuck out of my face, movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hungry. Let's go to lunch. We'll talk about the terms of your surrender over over a a chicken chicken burrito. Burrito. Oh, she told you about that? Roll credits. (laughs) Brad, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome for showing you the majesty that is Battleship. And I hope everybody listening, whoever thought that I was joking when I have honestly said this is one of my favorite movies of all time, goes out and hears the inspirational words that we have had to say about this (sighs) and goes forth and watches this piece of cinematic brilliance. Well, uh, I can understand why you like it. Two hours and 20 minutes is ridiculously long and if you took out the dialogue, I'm sure it would be a perfectly enjoyable movie. (laughs) Other than that, I have nothing more to say. (laughs) It is perfect the way it is, and I would not change it for the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brad, you got anything to plug? Um, <laughs> we should really wrap this the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, I actually, I don't have anything to plug right now, but it's a new year, new plans, doing on new stuff. Um, you? What do you got? Uh, this. Okay. If they're here, hearing here this. Uh, you're doing what we need you to do, but also... Thanks for listening this long. If if you would like a calendar featuring not only myself, but this devilishly handsome <laughs> son of a bitch sitting across and from me. And a variety of lovely women. Oh, yeah, if you want to stroke one out to all my friends with their tits <laughs> out. Well, as far out as we can decently go and still have a PG-13 calendar. Well, yeah, we're not distributing pornography. no. Of course not. But so the calendar is done then. Yep. We have them. 25 bucks. You can see all my spooky friends doing spooky shit. Freaking awesome. Send me the link and I'll post it on my vast social media network. Link for what? (laughs) For the calendars. Uh, just get a hold of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I can set that up. That's easy. But too. uh, yeah, that's what that's what we got going on. Fantastic um, and congratulations. The calendar really does look cool and uh, photographed by Dan Terpstra. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dan. Yes. Excellent work, Dan. Thank you very much. Dan Terpstra also a, Photography. Also a highly sexual being. He is just a uh, a cyclone of sexuality. Just yes, a, a monster. We all. Follow. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we tried to do a plug and made him sound like a real shitbag. <laughs> no, but, You're an awesome guy, total solid pro, has his own camera kit, worthy, affordable, look him up. And a monster hog. <laughs>
1: there you so go, you're Dan. You're
0: the one who takes it there. You're, you're welcome. The one doing it. You're welcome, Dan. Um, right, God Brett, bless Brett let's mean. just be fucking done because we're right, done. Into madness. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>